this is another episode of your boy. Of your boy. Every episode starts like that with that little brew. I don't know if Chris likes it or if he thinks it's funny. He's just shaking his head. Everything in your life point. begins that yeah, way. Yeah, baby. Like, it's flourish heavy. First of all, I want to wish everybody a Shana Tova. Anybody who doesn't know, this is uh, one of the first days of the Jewish New Year. So we wish everyone a Shana Tova. You know, uh, I actually didn't go out last night on the Jewish New Year for the New Year, yeah. which is not like me. You know, usually I'm out and about with the Manischewitz. And these Jewish hoes, you know. Oh, I had some sweet wine last night. Yo, was... we're going to get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into oh, that yes. weird rabbi oh, that you yes. spent your fucking New Year with. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're going to get into an interesting story, too, about that rabbi. Well, we'll guys, we'll, we'll start with that. Sweet guy. But, you know, in studio here at the Comedy Store, so grateful to have um, my... I, I, I don't want you... I don't want to call you my full co-host yet. What, what? There's always this like preliminary shit with you. It's always like, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's jump. It's always like some, some kind of probationary let's, period anytime let's we do some shit jump together. Through some hoops. I together. told you, dude. I'm just the ambassador of the flourish. Yes, that's my official title. The flourish. There is no other real and and title. Flourish boys. Yeah. Uh Flourish facilitator Chris Burns. Yee. Always the American uh, flourisher. You know the American I mean? flourisher. Yeah, yes. Yes. Plenty of uh, Ian Wilson, very interesting character. Yes. Thank you for Thank being you. here. I'm happy to be here. Okay. So, Hell yeah! It's his yeah, first yeah, podcast. Yeah. First so, podcast. You know, no fucking judging on this one. Okay. <laughs> you know, if he's taking his time or anything. I'm, I think he's going to do great. Yeah, I'm quick off the gun with the well, Yeah, he's, he's quick off worried. the gun. Shit. Young Gunna. And, of course, Jeff Bailey. This is going to be a very interesting episode. We've got a chef. We've got a producer. We've got a animal. Jack of all trades. Jack you know? of all <laughs> trades. We want. Yeah. I, I, uh, we'll talk uh, about everything. A hybrid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got myself. Boys, uh, we're going to start off with a couple things, uh, you know, talking about Shana Tova and, and the Jewish New Year. I, I, religion is incredible. Okay, I think I, there there is a higher being. Okay, and I don't want to get too deep when it comes into religion, but I do think that you know some fucked up shit happens with religion. You know, the Pope, the Pope, deep thoughts. The, the, you know, the Pope, <laughs> the Church. It's fucked up. You know, there's some fucked up. It's actually not even laughing worthy. Like you know, there's some fucked up shit happening in the church. I don't know what's going on in the shul. It gets interesting on both sides. I always explain it like this. Like, almost every single religion has it right for the first 20 pages. And then they always get a little bit too weird. And like, it gets I a little... Was, you know, I haven't read the Bible. I haven't well, read the, the, I haven't read the, the Torah The Bible and the Torah are pretty much the same book yeah. for, the, for the majority of Old it. Testament, you know? right? Old Testament, right? Old Testament. So, O-T. you know, like last night... While Magna I was Carta. Shoshana, they were doing a lot of... Uh, if you read the English version of it, you're like, I don't agree with any of this. Well, this is what I want to get into. And this is, what I, and this is interesting to me. But... Yeah. God, you know, that I'm, better, I'm, huh? This is incredible. Let's First of all, sh- shout out Health Aid. Shout out Health Aid. Let's stay, on to- Let's stay on topic, though. You know, I'm very for being Jewish. You have to be as a Jew, you know, considering our past. And I just think that sometimes it can feel a little encroaching. And when I say that, I mean this. Now, there's this guy in the farmer's market that is, you know, advocating Judaism, basically. Yes. And every time I walk by him, he we have a quick word. I've wrapped a fill-in with them before, which is a prayer where you wrap a, a little piece of leather around your arm. Oh, yeah. And it's like always, confession for Jews. You pretty much he, do that, and it cleans the slate for whatever you've done recently in between now and the New Year. That's so, the you know, we ran into that I thought yes. I asked you to rap. Yes. And I was like, what does that looks mean? like a more Jewish yeah. version of heavy. <laughs> he yeah, was yeah. like heavy, but with like a big old Beard, Jewish beard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, the white shirt. So, no, no, no! Doesn't have the the tits. I don't think you could do and, it. And I don't, it don't know. And I don't know. I don't know if it's the story that I'm about to tell that's jaded me about you know extremely religious people. Yeah. But you know, he's very encroaching. This guy, and he's very, he's very, you know, he's well, very it's persistent. Job to proselytize at that he's, age. Of being, he's a, he's a young rabbi. He's supposed to go out there. He's supposed to find his flock. Yes. He's supposed to you know. Yes. You know, bring them into his. Little yes. Enthousi- he's the enthusiastic. He was yeah. very enthusiastic. And there's no problem with that. And there's no problem with that. Yeah. But every time I see him, it it, it it's it, it's like oh you know I I am like oh no you know like yeah. not not I know he's gonna ask me to wrap the fill in. He's my homie. I'll have a quick word with him. Love all love. But you were at a dinner last night with like. 40 other, you know, So I got homeless, brought to this. Explain homeless, this. No, 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 you're no, not no, homeless. Not homeless. But, whoa, 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 whoa. But, but you're, 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 you know what I mean? Like, that was the other night. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So We're, last night, I uh, I got invited to this. Through one of, I'm, I'm writing a screenplay for a friend who goes to have, you know, who, who goes it's to Skyrim fo- It's 40, like, young, single. Like, it was basically, like, live J-Day. Like, 
at a rented house. <laughs> did okay. kind of have that vibe. Yeah, it did, it did have that vibe. Very Jay Datey vibe. Very, he, like, when let's you get came, them together. Wait, when he came back, he was complaining about how hot it was. Very hot. Oh, yeah. Okay. They keep it Which hot is, in there. You know? And it was also forty people in one one room, which is always hot. You know what I mean. And you know, I, you know, it is beautiful in the sense that, like, you know, he's opening his door, and the people are coming together to have dinner and to pray, and this, that, and the other. But I just think that, like, you have to be. And I'm not saying any sketchy shit is going on there. And I believe in a higher being, and I'm all for religion. But just be careful, people out there, because you don't want to get to the point where you become, you know brainwashed into doing something that you well, don't want to do. Did you guys grow up like in a religious household? I, I grew up Mormon. So oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. I, I, I would say episode, anytime huh? somebody has like, there's a lot of people who do a lot of good things with, regardless of the religion. Anytime you have like power over somebody that is bestowed by God upon you, like there's all sorts of people who are going to do tons of fucked up shit with that power. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you can't get away from that with humanity. Yeah. You know? So, that, so you grew up Mormon. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And is this in California? Uh, yeah, I was born here in L.A. And then I lived in Utah for like half my life at this point. Wow. Now I'm back out. Oh, wow. So Do you like have to go to Utah if you're Mormon? Is that part of the deal? I, it seems like everybody's yeah. kind of wrapped up in Utah one way or another. And is Mormon. your family still Mormon? Yeah. And are you Mormon? No. You don't consider yourself Mormon? No. And when did you leave? I mean, I was out mentally when I was like 16. Wow. And like... A couple years ago, this lawyer in in Utah took on like uh, he said he would process every single resignation from the Mormon Church for life wow. as a lawyer. So he's like done like like eighty thousand. What's something. the name of that wow. program that you take when Mormonism, where you go? Or no, wait, is it Jeff? Something I had else? no idea about this. This is so interesting. Why is that? Why is that funny, Ian? There's not really like a Mormon pilgrimage. No, I'm thinking of uh, fuck. You always get fast not the uh, with, like, not Mormons. I'm thinking facts. of uh, that's who are the ones that don't use electricity. Oh, that's the Amish. The Amish. I'm thinking that's of the, the Amish. Rumspringer. Right from a Rumspringer. Dude, you ever seen yeah, 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 party yeah. right there? You ever yeah. seen the movie with uh, Bill Murray? The, the of course, movie? Kingpin. Kingpin. Amazing. Great movie. Great I'm movie. confusing the There's two. There's a shit cloud coming our way. Yeah. Well, well, let's. We're gonna get back back into that. Um, the the Mormonism. But let's just let but. Let's finish off with Ian because I have a couple questions for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what was it like last night? You know, at this setting, um, yeah, so did you so, feel comfortable? So, my mom's, you know, Israeli and Ukrainian. My dad's like fourteenth generation American. So, I didn't grow up with Judaism as a major part of my life because my mom's family wasn't here. My dad's family was. Okay, but did did you feel so comfortable? last night was interesting? It was my okay. first time going to to a serious Rosh Hashanah ceremony and. Um, I don't speak Hebrew, so they gave me the English book. And when you're reading it in English, I don't agree with 90% of it. But that's how I feel about religion anyway. You know what I mean? I'm a So why were person. you there? Just to go there. I'm writing a project right now about the Holocaust, and a lot of it is I understand Judaism, but I didn't practice it. You know what I mean? You can read a book on it but not get it until you're there. And there's a whole beauty in listening to him speak Hebrew and read that, that you know, those scriptures. If you hear a rabbi do their thing, that's a real, real special process. It's, I think everyone should do. But it was interesting for me reading those words, especially after writing on that project and being like, damn, so much of that project ties into this religion. And this religion to me is the same. I mean, it was literally, it was verbatim what's in the Bible because the Bible's just in an English version of the Torah. Okay. So again, this is why the... was I there? I have no idea. Free dinner? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. My boy's yeah. like, yo, can you come over to this thing? It's you know, it'd be really cool if Who you came. Who is your to buddy it. that invited you? Our mutual friend originally, Adon, and then uh, also I had an Israeli homie who was in town. He was like, oh, you know, I met this rabbi when I was walking. Wow, town. see, this rabbi is just fucking reeling people in. No, his, yeah. it's his job to go out there and, like I said, it's it's a Shabbat. So a Shabbat, they have them all over Los Angeles, and it's a certain sect of Judaism. I did my research on it. Honestly speaking, bro, I'll I was. Can interested. I tell a story? Go for it. It's about the. It's about the. This is the, the Israel story. Yeah, let me tell a story. Oh, it's a classic. This is a classic. Now, my, my um, motherland, huh? What a Chris, place. Chris, I don't know if you've ever heard this story. No, no. Now, when I was sixteen, I went to Israel with my mom's side of the family. My grandfather brought us on a trip. Mm. It's a great trip. Very interesting. You know, I wasn't old enough or mature enough, I'd say, because I was old enough. I just wasn't mature enough to fully appreciate everything that was going on. I did take about eighty percent of it in. But there was 20% of the brat in me that just 
didn't care. You know, is this like the, the homecoming birthright? This birthright is like, thingy. you know, it, it was the equivalent of birthright, but it was just with my family. You know, so maybe two days into this trip or three days into this trip of waking up at seven in the morning and going on these 12 hour, you know, tours. I was 16. I loved bitches. I loved weed. I loved to smoke. I loved to drink. I was just Has discovering a different much. person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but this was the, this is when I was really first discovering it. You yeah. know, um, coming into my own. <laughs> uh, and so one night when we were in Jerusalem, I wanted to go and find a party. So me and my 15 year old cousin at the time went out, and uh, you know we're looking for hash. We get robbed. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, we, we're out, we're, you know, we're, we can't really find a party. Finally, we stumble across a group of Hasidic Jews that are about 25 years old from New Those York. are the guys with the, uh, you know, and, and they, they don't have full payas, but they've got kippas, they've got white shirts, they're wearing their talus under their shirt, they've got black pants, black, like, you know, loafers. They look, ex- they look extremely Jewish, but they're fucking, one of them smoking a joint, one of them's, you know. They're smoking cigarettes and they're shooting the shit. And we're me and my cousin are amazed and just fascinated how Israeli these guys Jews are different. Israeli Jews really are. They weren't Israeli Jews. They were from Manhattan. They were from New York, oh, yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, whatever. New York, one one of the one of the boroughs, Queens. Yeah, I don't know. A New York Jew. So and that's why and that's what, the familiarity of that is what made us feel comfortable, you know, around them. So we. You know, start talking to them. We're shooting the shit. They're like, all right, you guys want to party? All right, come with us. You guys want to find some girls? Come with us. We're like, okay. I'm 16. My cousin's 15. I'm responsible for him. We're in Jerusalem. It's maybe 12, 1 o'clock, right? We have our cell phones. So they have this white van. White van. So obviously, like, never get into a white yeah, van. Yeah, yeah. We get into a white van, especially with Hasidic Jews that you don't. Well, know. no, but like there's, <laughs> a, there's in the Middle East, there's a comfort, there's a com- <laughs> there's a comfortability and a trust because these yeah. guys, you know, are like because we're Jewish because we're their East Coast, you I, know, and I we're in Israel, right? Yeah, people get kidnapped in the East Coast too. So, Americans, yeah, exactly. So we drive, you know, we're driving, we're driving. It's like 10, 15 minutes we're driving at this point, like. When you're driving Israel 10, 15 minutes, you're not in Jerusalem anymore. Sure. You're in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're in a different place. Some province. So we're in like the hills and like the dark. I'm like, oh my God, where the fuck are we pulling up to? I'm assuming like it's going to be some like weird Hasidic house party. You know what I mean? Where all these like, you know, Orthodox Jewish girls are like letting loose, you know, like type thing. <laughs> we pull up and it's a whorehouse. No. And these guys are a kid in a candy store. These guys are going nuts. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, I got this one. I got... Me and my cousin look at each other. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Where are we? Right? Is this an illegal whorehouse? I, 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 definitely illegal. But so I mean, gray so area. Yeah, they, murky. It's murky they just area. let a bunch of teens in. No, no, no. Um, I mean, they were in their 20s. Me and my cousin were young. We didn't go in, but it was just kind of that moment where I realized that, um, you know, you, things are very, you know. Don't believe everything that you see. <laughs> no shit. Every time, every time I see, every that time was I, the moment. <laughs> no, a bunch of guys bringing dude, you a great time. No, that was the that. moment you want to trust everything that. you see. No, it wasn't that. It was just like every time I see a Jewish guy walking down Bathurst Street, I don't know if he's coming from Shul or if he's coming from like the, the, the whorehouse. You know, <laughs> that could be could said be for any one. guy. Could yeah. be either one. You and should I, have seen how there's, many there's whorehouses of, were in Japan. That's I was what I'm saying. Blown away, and none of them wanted like American guys come in. So how did you get back? You had to wait. For them to like get their nuts <laughs> yeah, off, yeah, like, yeah, okay, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And then we drove back and then we went back. And me and my cousin swore never to speak about it, but you know, well, the, guess what? And here the we world are. knows now. <laughs> yeah. The world knows now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shalom. It's on the um, internet forever. Yeah. So, you know, Ian, I know that you don't have any, you know, you're not a huge screenwriter as of this time, as far yeah. as like, you know, as from a superficial standpoint. But I know that for years um, that, you know, first you started in stand-up and then you transitioned and have really been focusing on your screenwriting. Yeah. Um, you were t- you've been talking about this um, Holocaust uh, script that you've been working on. And I know you have something that you're working on that's – I don't want to – So I have, like, I, I have, I have I a few things I don't in development that I can, yeah. I can, like, get into slight detail about uh, without going too crazy. Um, obviously, for me, I, I started as a comic in New York. Uh, did it for you know probably three years. Ended up coming out here. Was pretty consistent with it. And then uh, my dad got sick, and it was just one of those moments that I couldn't 
make no money and just sit here and get kind of complacent. So, what year was this that you started? I started probably 2008. Okay. Uh, I used to deliver pizzas and I would just drive down to the city after and do like the comic strip or, you know, New York Comedy Club or somewhere in the city that you can get up if, you know, you wait for it, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I moved out to Los Angeles in 2012. Okay. And then I was out here for about a year before my dad got sick. And then I moved back to New York, and my life took a little bit of a segue. Um, and uh, obviously, it's been long enough. So I, I, you know, I did my little thing. I, I worked in like the medical marijuana industry for a while, which took me for a cool time. And then right around when I met you, you started going to school. Yeah, I transitioned. So I literally uh, made a decision. That I did what I wanted to do, and I was over that. Where did you go to school? Uh, UCLA. Okay. So I, I got into the writing program at UCLA, and I came down here, and I did like nine months of that before we're at where we're at right now. And that, over that time, I've been, I have like 12 projects finished. It's just, it's, it's just. It's, How many, uh, yeah, that, that's what I really want to know is as, as a screenwriter, I know that you work out like tirelessly. How many hours a day are you writing? Or does as it, many as I want to, you know, that's one of the things like I kind of put myself in a place where. But that's because you've you're, you've you have other hustles where you you're you can afford yeah, to do that. Yeah, I mean, that. like I've got two companies that are now f- this work in the medical marijuana industry, and but those are kind of streamlined, and I just get paid on like a like an angel investor kind of basis. But um, everything else I do, I just kind of focus on this, and that's what I've wanted to do. You know, for me, I write the projects that I almost get kind of possessed by. So whether it is like I, I met Don through you, and Don said, "Yo, my, my you met everybody through me." I met a couple people through. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're welcome. Um, and uh, I remember Don's like, "Yo, you have to meet my boy Luke. His grandfather's story is just really crazy." And it brought me to this kid who I, you know, UFC fighting kid that normally I probably wouldn't even talk to in a room because he was just kind of like threatening looking, big Jack Jewish kid. I've never seen a Jewish kid this jab before. And then he tells this story about his grandfather. Mm-hmm who spent seven years in Nazi, um, you know, death camps, survived everything as deep as getting gassed and covering his body with dead bodies, getting buried, and then... See, this, like is, this, is, this is the things. importance of, you know... Of filmmaking. This is why I like no, it. Not, not only of filmmaking, but of religion and of ensuring that things, like, are passed on, you know, so that things don't get forgotten. But... Well, it's interesting, because... No, the, no, just, just to contradict what I was saying before about, you know, the religion thing, it's just... You, you you have to be just mindful that you don't get um I mean to each one's own, but I just think that religion can sometimes set people back. That's all. I believe that if you get extreme into anything, it can get dangerous. Yes. Even yes. if you start thinking that pizza's a deity, you'll probably do some stupid shit. So yeah. um, you know, the religious side of it, half the story that was amazing is this young kid who grew up Orthodox Jewish going through something that really makes you question if God exists. And the the 180, the twist on this man's story is that it's a lot of Holocaust stories come across as just a victim. Mm-hmm. And even if they survive, it's just a victim. This man survived it, got to Berlin, and then vindicated himself by knowingly hunting down and murdering Nazis. So basically like Inglorious Bastards. But not – Inglorious Bastards lost everyone when it became so comic book-like. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. This is something that happened. No, no, but it's that, based off truth. That that entire brigade might have been well, one no, true person. I mean, this is th- this is something that was real. Yeah, and it was really interesting when I watched this interview because you see someone discuss losing their religion, which to me I never understood because I grew up with like a Chinese food buffet of my of religion. I, so I could go to Baptist church I wanted to when I said my parents did not care what religion was to me as long as I was a good person. And and this Holocaust survivor, he's he passed, right? He passed away in the late 90s. Um, we're actually in contact with... Uh, the sole surviving daughter of the person who ran the resistance that saved him from the camps. Wow. Mm. So next week we're interviewing a 93-year-old woman who's amazingly cognizant, wow. and uh, her father's responsible for 5,000 lives getting saved from camps. Um, and her brother was the uh, the lead character's uh, partner post-war. I mean, I mean, they did really, really brutal, fucked up stuff that I'm really looking forward to uh, sharing with them. Because one of the things you said is like, we have to forget these... It's like a we, real depiction of it. Well, of yeah, happened. we can't forget what happened, but at the same time, as an Israeli, I'm fully aware of what my people are doing right now. So mm-hmm. we can't forget, because you'll end up looking like your enemy more likely than not, which is where we're at. So we obviously forgot a little bit ourselves. Um, so, you know, well, it's, I'm, that's the importance of it. I think it's very interesting. I, I, I know that you've committed to it, and I commend you for that, and I wish you nothing but, you know, a flourish moving that. forward. Thank you. Always, yeah. always. Um, 
and you know, it's a weird my, 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 my little Israel story. I mean, I'm sure everybody has a different experience when they go to Israel. Like, I don't know if that'll happen for you, Chris. Uh, probably not. Yeah, but maybe. It's, it, you never maybe know. It could. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it could. Maybe. I mean, there's whorehouses in every country you go to. That's very true. That's a fact. That's one thing you can find. It's the old um, profession. <laughs> No, Moving on to Jeff, back into Mormonism okay. and things that I didn't even know. Jeff, that's so interesting. Uh, so you were brought up in California yeah, yeah, in a Mormon family. Mm-hmm. And what was what did that entail? Um, going to church every Sunday and, you know. What is the definition of Mormon? Mormon is like a believer in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. The Book of Mormon. Okay. And, uh, you know, sustaining the Mormon prophet Big John as Smith. being called of God. And Joseph what? Smith through, Joseph like, Smith. the whole lineage, you know, Brigham Young, and, and then up to, like, the current Mormon president right now is this guy named Russell Nelson. Okay. So if, if you're a true-believing Mormon, you've been baptized— Yep. And you sustain these men as being called of God and speaking for God. Wow, wow, wow. And um, is it the Mormon community that practices polygamy? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a one part of it. That, that becomes – everyone thinks it's like a real general thing, but isn't it like only the real, real ones in the Mormon community get to have multiple wives or is it like – Yeah, well, there's, a, you know, like the fundamentalist Mormon. They're going back to what Joseph Smith – you know, like Joseph Smith was – having plural wives and he was he was sending like dudes off go on a mission to england and then he would just like take, take that, their wife that, take that wife yeah, you know? yeah like he yeah. was doing fucked up shit like that yeah, yeah, he yeah. Marrying, got like, it, huh? marrying like 14 year olds and shit like that oh, okay crush um like so like rapper yeah so like crush the it. uh the fundamentalists follow with the did you just say side? sorry did you just say crushing it i mean considering it was the 1600s it's, it's kind of crazy it's like he was doing it, the it was most like the of that 1800s. Time. It 1800s, wasn't, wasn't crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, so the fundamentalists go along with that, and then like, so modern Mormons, <laughs> like the big church that everybody That's knows, fucking out of control. Is uh, they don't they don't have the plural wives anymore, mm-hmm. but like, you know, there's a time they they say this that it'll come back and they can they can have their wives again. Wow. Or if not, when you go to heaven, you're in the celestial kingdom, you can have, like, unlimited wives. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't know how much you feel com- feel, feel comfortable I'll talking about. i you anything you want. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, open book. Open book, open book. So at 16, I remember you said that you mentally were out. And what, what at, at, did you just kind of, was it the media or was it books that you had read or was it your friends? I guess or, I, I, like... I was, I never liked church. I, my mom told me when I was a kid that, you know, like my, like even like four years old, I hated going to church and that it, I, I wouldn't put my clothes on to go to church, you know, my church clothes. Do you go to church? Uh, every now and again. And uh, like now and again, like what, once a year? Usually like Christmas Eve. So like what, is a re- what, what is a regular Catholic? How often does a regular Catholic go to church? I'm Catholic, regular, like every Sunday. Every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Well. I was raised Catholic. Okay. I still call myself Catholic, but for different reasons. Okay. Sorry. But Continue. so she would like literally throw me in the back seat of the car, put my clothes in there, and be like, "You're going to church." However, you're dressed when you we get to the door. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd hurry and put my clothes on, whatever. But like you know. Being living in Utah in high school, they had uh, seminary. Like I would leave my high school class, like the third period of the day, I'd walk across the street to the Mormon church that was always there's like literally a Mormon church across from every high school in Utah. Jesus. And you'd go have an hour, you know, like your class period would be Mormonism. So like mm. you know, every day of school, um, you know, I had an hour class, and then you know, going to church three hours on Sunday, and they'd have a you know the teen meet up in the uh, during the week at some point. Well, a big like part I just of it was I just started from, like, frontier America though, right? Isn't that where, where Mormonism well, kind of like it was? You said it was mid eighteen hundreds in in Utah, so that talking yeah, about the, one of the roughest places you can be. Well, no, what I really want to know is is when you were like fourteen, fifteen, like and 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 kids in Utah are they like 
when they're growing up, are they like, I want to be a fucking polygamist? Like, is that like the no, goal? No, no. They're, they're, I knew that's what you were I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> there's, there's some I, random I, I, kid I, out there. Yeah, that, the, like, he's just like, I'm going to have all the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> No, like that I mean, obviously it's not, you know, funny, but, you know. 14-year-olds you know I mean. are like, oh, I'm going to no, go, because that, go that's on a why, mission but and that's serve why, the Lord. But that's why it's not funny. is because, And I don't know how it's not, they haven't cracked down on it. Is that you'll see these these well, like I've protected seen, by religion, bro? I, there's the Kingston clan. That's one of the biggest ones out there, and they they own like Family Dollar and like they own all these like they I think they used to own Circle K at some point. Oh, okay, but um, so they have a lot so of money they, to protect themselves. The Kingston themselves. clan, like I I knew one of the investigators. This girl ran away from it, and he was just telling like like they literally kill like male babies so they don't have to have that competition later. Jesus in life. Christ. Yeah. They, it's, it's, it's so it's scary. It's fucked up, and but it's so secretive. It's really hard to get any. You know, like somebody has to break away and is face your, persecution and like threats of death to uh, to testify against these guys. That's so. wild. And and your family's still Mormon. Yeah. And are you close with them, or do you have? Yeah, is yeah. There, I'm close with most of my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it, is there a separation now because you're not Mormon and they still are? Uh, but I don't think they would admit that, but I would say yes. Like, like you're considered to be like a, like not an outsider, but like not a Mormon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not. It's like Scientology. There's like suppressive people. Like if you leave Scientology, yeah, they kind of like like close X you out. out. Yeah. Well, they call it's, you an it's SP, not a suppressive personality, and you not, can't be around him anymore. Not uh, to that extent. But okay. Like I definitely think it's affected. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it would be a different story if it wasn't through the Mormon relationship. Yeah. And do you have siblings? Mm-hmm. And are they Mormon? Um, I think everybody's out but my brother. Oh, okay. Like okay. Every, my two sister, or all three of my sisters are out at this point. Oh, okay. Wow, so. wow, wow. Wow. Um, it's fascinating to me in the sense that it's such so cult-like. And oh, it, yeah. And, and it runs rampant. Dude, there's a song like, that how is this every not... kid sings growing up. It's follow the prophet, follow. It's the most culty fucking shit. It's just, wild. Just like indoctrinating you from like the youngest age, like yeah. four years old. Yeah. It's like the time you can memorize songs and things like that. They're just driving it into your head. It's wild. So did you move back to California because that's where you guys um, originally? Yeah. It was, it, I just always wanted to come back to LA because like I was sick of snow in Utah and I couldn't ski anymore. So wow. I was like, oh, go, go back to go LA live. and, you know, like enjoy good weather so. wow and so now you know i know that you are a, a very talented chef anybody who doesn't know the restaurant called croft alley it's it's all over uh the city there's one well it's all over west hollywood there's one in on melrose place and there's one uh standard at the standard hotel, hotel that's 24 hours and um, we've got one in qatar yeah there's one in qatar too. no way qatar, yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah there is one in qatar at a hotel i so believe that i can go to qatar and get that yogurt yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah you can go to qatar oh, and get that that's crazy you can go to qatar yeah. and get no that waffle though, but we'll get no you the prosciutto yogurt. no definitely no prosciutto. <laughs> yeah book the trip um, so how did that come about uh working at croft alley yeah so i was uh do i and like were, were, are you a classically trained chef no um i was working at this like terrible restaurant in West Hollywood, I don't, I won't, won't even say their name. No, let's hear it. Or, or sorry, Westwood, not West Hollywood. Okay, let's hear it. It, it doesn't even exist. Okay, They're closed now. Oh, okay, cool. But, That's fine. It was that bad. It, it, yeah, it it's that uh, bad. I'll tell it you this. Bad. It's a Chipotle ripoff. Like, okay. So my friend opened it, and he needed somebody to work there. Enough said. And I was just like done with it, and I was living on uh, my boat at the time. And the dude across from me, this one guy of my named, life dreams, by the way. Dude, you should do it. I've been looking into it. I live right near the marina. If anything goes down, I'm just stealing a boat Dude, right away. The, there's luck. a thousand boats Good for luck you in to the take. boat. Top of my list. Um, my friend CJ, who lived across from me, is one of the investors at Croft Alley. So okay. I went to him one day. I was like, oh, God, I hate my job. I hate my life. Um, do you get, And he, he's, like, probably the richest guy I know in the world. And he mm-hmm. lives on this, like, this, yeah, it's not junky, but, yeah, this tiny boat. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, he saves money. Boat, yeah. But um, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, like. I think Michael needs some help at Croft Alley. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go be a, a server at the restaurant and all this. And I show up. And I knew Michael, my boss, uh, before this. So I was like, hey, what's up, Michael? And he's like, hey, uh, I think we can get you set to Shuffin. go in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, oh. But, you, you know, like, hey, I needed a job. I wasn't going to be saying, like, oh. So I, I went with it. Was your hair this long when you were Mormon? <laughs> 
No. Okay. No. Why is that funny? <laughs> just, I'm just curious. Questioning. Yeah. So, I'm just curious. Hysterical. Okay, so okay, so let's bring it back. Um, you know, Croft Alley, very sought after restaurant, very busy. You know, huge names eat there re- regularly. Yeah. Um, just to, do you want to just list off a few of the regulars who are, who um, are notable? I like. I mean, you don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to out anybody. But okay, like, so fine. I'll, I'll so, you tell know, you this. Uh, uh, like Usher, for instance. Yes. He comes by. He hasn't been what buying a, a bit, but he's... What they, a random... I've never seen him there. I'm there a lot. I've never run they, into Usher uh, there. They, wow. There's always paparazzi taking photos of him there. So that's yeah. why it's not like... I don't think it's a big deal saying that, but... Um, he's Usher. Always, Usher Raymond. We, Usher's trying, uh, trying, risotto, cure, trying to cure right? himself. So he's trying fire. to cure himself after a night of that, you know, <laughs> of that I, burn. Just letting it burn. Like my favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is well, you know, you know, I mean, let's talk about it. No, I mean, let's talk about it. What's wrong? Oh, man. Well, it came out of a while ago that he had, uh, the, uh, that he had the herpes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was that confirmed? It was confirmed? not confirmed. Yeah, didn't he say? Oh, it wasn't confirmed. You're gonna get a serious libel lawsuit. Yeah, didn't he? Deny oh, it? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's okay. But wasn't that news though? It was a rumor. Yeah, it and it was a. It kind of blew didn't up. Didn't he get on... sued or something? There was this really, really big girl who was saying that yeah. she infected him with nothing wrong. Or that he infected her. He infected her. Nothing wrong. I could see Usher with a big girl. I could, that makes yeah. complete sense. I it didn't make it's any sense. From Atlanta. At least it's just. He's always any guy from Atlanta. From like any guy from Atlanta just loves a big yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, for, sh- for sure. How do Science. you? How so? I mean, I mean, well, generally, black dudes, we, you know, we, we, we're fine with the big girls. They need love too. Okay, okay, let's we, let's let, okay, let, let's come back. Yeah, let's come back. <laughs> we'll come back what? to the big girls. Let, let, let's come back to the big girls. <laughs> Jeff, you're you're a single man. Yeah. And do you have a girlfriend? No. Okay. Same well, question. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking You're to Jeff right now. You don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking to Jeff right now. Yeah, yeah I'm talking to Jeff right now. Jeff on who's, Jeff. Who's running the interview? <laughs> Not sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the well, thing. you know, sometimes you have to ask a question twice just to make sure. Yes. You know? um, Trip me up. So, <laughs> is is Croft Alley, you know, somewhere where you see yourself for the near future or for the long future? What's what's going on? Uh, uh, I kind of keep my mind open to like new possibilities, but one of the things that, like, my assumption is that like the next thing that I move on to will be through Craft Alley in one way or another. Yes, you know, whether it's like somebody that I know from the restaurant or some you know different position that opens up with the expansion that they've got going on. So. Well, just so you know, if you watch this episode, you might not recognize Jeff when you see him because he's got a hair up and a, and a Dodgers hat. Um, which is why you didn't recognize him because you didn't Did see not him with the hair. Him, and I have enjoyed um, that risotto many a day. It is so and and amazing. and Chris, Chris, you've been yeah, to with you to Croft Alley. Yeah. So let me just say this: if you haven't been to Croft Alley and you're in Los Angeles or you're in Qatar, <laughs> 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 which I've never been to, uh, you got to go check out Croft Alley. Say yes. what up to Jeff. Um, you know, very uh, very delicious restaurant. Uh, my my favorite things there are pretty much everything. Particularly the waffle and the bacon and yeah, the tuna the melt's great. Who the tuna melt? Ooh. Everything's great. Did uh, the Qatar thing happen because of the standard hotel out there, or is it just no? It was that, alley? They got that going like uh, uh, I, I think his name is Nasir. Nasir. Yeah, um, Nasir yeah. I think he just liked the restaurant and well, liked it's a huge it. food scene. They're actually like they have they Qatar love is popping. I've never been. I'd love food. to That's go. One of the things American style food is like he, he'd mentioned their jam. apparently that like the that health standards they're like through the roof and it's basically like an operating room like that you have to keep your kitchen just like to these insane cleanliness standards and uh so i'm sure like the the food is just off the charts if you've got to follow that like you're not making insanely wealthy qatar so it's like you qatar qatar definitely needs to go to qatar i need to go to qatar yeah you are not there the flight on points 130 degrees (laughs) i'm pretty sure there's no stamps in my in my passport from israel this on this new on this new thing but maybe they could check and see and they'd be like ah jewish not allowed do they not like jews there okay it doesn't matter that's a whole other conversation let's move on (laughs) Uh, actually, talking about Qatar, last night I was at the Improv because so I was going to do a spot on the Sunday show with Kevin Gar. That, that's Ken Gar? Ken Gar, pardon Perhaps, me. Perhaps, yeah. Pardon me, Ken Gar. Really funny guy. Runs a show, Sunday nights, Improv. Uh, and I popped in and then I was like, you know what? Let me just go see who's on stage in the main room. Walking in the main room, who is it other than the legend, Russell Peters? Do you know who Russell Peters is? I'm out. 
A lot of people, you know, need to look this up. Russell Peters, if you're American, I'm sure you don't, you know, <laughs> have as good an idea at who Russell Peters is as people from Canada. You know who Russell Peters is. Of course, yeah. yeah Chris yeah. obviously knows who Russell yeah, Peters is. Anybody who knows comedy or who's been who's known comedy for the past 30 years knows yeah. the legend, if you're Russell in Peters. It, you know Russell Peters. Exactly. It makes me feel bad not if knowing If you know what the fuck it is, you know who Russell Had Peters is. Had the greatest is. New Year's If you ever. know anything you know who <laughs> russell peters is no i'm just joking jeff um I know so russell peters is a legend you know I, I walk in there he's on stage he some something that i love about russell is that he's been doing it for 30 years he can go and have a murderous set and not tell one joke um just the way he interacts with the crowd is fascinating yeah. and it's um something to watch so I, I ended up just not gassing ken's show but um just getting caught up in russell's set and then uh, shooting the shit with him um, great guy. Like, you know, I've heard stories about Russell, you know, buying Canadians who couldn't afford, because in Canada, healthcare is covered. You understand? Like pretty much everything that you need is covered. But there's certain things, like if you want the expensive wheelchair that the government's not going to cover, you know, the government mm -hmm. will give you like, you know, a very, like everything that you bare need. Bones. You, not, not, bare not bare bones, not bare bones, everything that you need. But if you want like the upgrade, you know, like you have to pay for it yourself. Not like the jazz yeah, chair is not exactly. Not, not, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I've heard stories of him, you know, helping out comedians, buying them, things like that. Uh, and he's just somebody who always. Comedians here at the comedy mm -hmm. store. Yeah, no, no, no. He he just looks out for people. Mm -hmm. This is one of the highest paid comedians in the entire world. People don't realize um, Forbes list and the best. Like watching him last night was incredible. Uh, so shout out Russell. Just wanted to start off with that. Now moving on because um, <laughs> we we just spoke about Russell last week. Some pretty funny stuff happened uh, with Elon Musk. Uh, smoking the blunt on Joe Rogan's podcast. Did y'all uh, watch the interview? Because I didn't. I, feel, I, I did. I feel like that was uh, Bill Clinton in hail. Like he, like he didn't, he didn't really I hit know, it. I, that photo of him with that is one of my favorite photos. The, if I'm ever getting waterboarded, that'll hold me into my <laughs> happy place, yes. nor I can get through it. Yeah, it didn't yes. seem like he it fully in took. The smoke, like Does, he gave a real shallow inhale. Do you remember the first time you hit a blunt? That is a serious thing, and, and yeah. that, that looked like a very smoky, possibly right, overly right. beautiful. I'm a real smoker. Yeah, that would hit me. You know what I mean? You totally. have to remember, though, is that Elon Musk, and and, and and it is a very publicized way to hit a blunt for the first time. Like he's it's not, not like stupid. you're like he's not, I know, I know. But you had know, he ne he'd never hit a blunt. I don't, I don't think. Story? I know. He had I just smoked before, but he had said he had definitely never smoked a blunt before. Oh, just based yeah. unless unless he was a phenomenal actor. He based didn't off want his to... reaction. He goes, "Oh, what's that?" He goes, "Oh, it's you know, it's weed with some tobacco in it." I thought it was a spliff when I listened to it, and I heard it was a blunt later on. So, mm -hmm. based off his reaction, that was probably his first time ever seeing <clears> a blunt. And I'm telling you, like that's a head rush, unlike yeah. any other. So if he really did hit that thing heavily, more power to him. From what I saw. It looked like it was his first time yeah. hitting a blunt, and he didn't want to cough on camera. Like he didn't want to yeah, cough. Yeah, he had the look. shallow boy. Exactly, the shallow boy. Exactly. Which is, you just suck it. You don't. Which inhale, actually is kind really. of a bitch made move. Like <laughs> you know, people probably would have respected him more. I, maybe the stock would have dropped fourteen percent rather than seven if he would have taken like a. Re if, he if he was like, yeah, oh no, no, no. yeah, no. if he was just he's like. <laughs> It just like started like blowing O's like through his nose and was like, he's like yeah you know. But he wasn't that, gonna do that. No, there was obviously. No way that was gonna happen. But that, that would have been awesome. Yeah. But also um, he's a different kind of person, man. I mean, his laugh. The I mean, whole interview. It, I mean, I'm just like, dude, they gotta reprogram this dude at Westworld. Yeah. Like this dude, <laughs> his reaction time is way late. You can see him process. You can physically see him processing. When he's asked questions, the, the laugh, like you said, was very off-putting. Uh, yeah. Just an interesting dude. Well, you know, here's the thing. Is I'm going to watch the A interview. lot of the things he said, I'm, I fall in that same category with him where I look at the world the way that he kind of looks at it sometimes because it is a really scary place. Yeah. I think he's very powerful. I think he's he's not parallel to, but in the same realm as presidentially powerful where you probably know things that no one else in the room that you're in knows. Sure. So I'm sure when he's asked a question – He's actually just realizing that, like, I can't even say the answer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. for sure pays for pussy, though. 
Like the oh, way he, he like yeah. he doesn't need to, bro. He's a billionaire. Yeah, what are you Pay talking for about, pussy, dude. bro. Come on, he's Elon. Yeah, he's are like you forty billion dollars. There's, there's, there's a line at his car when yeah. he gets yeah. out of the restaurant. I'm sure. Are you kidding me? He well, owns he, a car I guess, company. I guess what I meant to say Henry is Ford pussy. You know what I mean? He was out here living. I guess what I meant to yeah. say is that he can afford to pay for pussy. <laughs> he can afford to do anything. He can afford to go to space. Yeah, he's been to space. He's, He's a thriver, Elon Musk. He's smoking blinds. Iron Man. I loved his response. I lo- he really is. I loved his response to the flat Earth thing, where it's like, "There's just no question." You know what I mean? It oh yeah. Like, when Joe like, brought it up and he gave the laugh. It was, like, like, uh, 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 <laughs> it was just like, "Yeah, what flat he, Earth." Flat, he, sa- he says the Earth is flat. Not no, a chance in hell. He's bro. not. A, he's not been in space. space. He's, SpaceX. He's carving tunnels under <laughs> underground the yeah, under the Earth to yeah. fight the last It's not a tunnel. Well. It's a pit. I love his. It's a pit. It's a pit. It's a pit. It's a pit. Anyways, um, about, I'm going to watch it. I haven't seen it. And uh, you I, know, I heard I, the stock drops. I want to watch a reaction I think video. It, I think it, but I'm going to watch that. I, think the stock I want him smoking that blood on a Elon's talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I wouldn't compute any of it. I know. Um, okay, so moving on. This Thursday, holy fuck, I got a heavy set. That's a banger. Uh, Chris helped out too. We got Whitney Cummings. Uh, Lucas Brothers, myself, Joe Mandy, uh, Julia Lakowitz, Lucas Hurl, uh, plus a special guest. This is, this is this Thursday. That's a good lineup right there. Good job, Chris. That's, uh, this is wholeheartedly on you. Uh, Chris, Chris (laughs) booked the Lucas Brothers. (laughs) I did. Who I was in touch with, who just like, I don't know, the Lucas Brothers, like, they'll be, uh, they just didn't respond to me a few times. Yeah. They're they're like some of my favorite people in the world. They're really good guys. Love the Lucas Brothers. They're great. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about the Lucas Brothers on the 13th, I'm going to Toronto on the 17th after that. There's going to be some shows going on in Toronto, and then I'm going to be in New York probably from about the 23rd to the 2nd or the 3rd. Um, you know, I'm doing the second annual event uh, at the Hunt and Fish Club October 1st to raise money for No Kid Hungry. We've already raised like $40,000, $50,000. Last year we raised fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 night of. We're trying to raise $120,000 by the end of it. That's our goal. Um, this is like the most satisfying thing that I do. I really don't give a fuck about anything else except for these hoes and the weed. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I really do. <laughs> I, this is really the most satisfying thing God. that I, that I've ever done. Uh, and I just can't wait to do it. Uh, I'm going to be calling For a second, this. he was so serious. And I was like, oh my God, he's having a real moment. And then it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I better bring it back down. <laughs> Uh, so that's October 1st. September 13th is the heavy sets that's here. Uh, we might do a, um, a heavy sets in Toronto in between October 1st and the 13th. Uh, but really excited about both these things. Uh, the link's going to be in my bio as of um, the, uh, the 14th um, where you can find more information. It's called No Kid Hungry. It's an organization that helps feed uh, you know the less fortunate, specifically children, domestically and abroad. Look it up. Great organization. I fuck with them. Not to, you know, make things... One time. You know. Too serious in here. But I did want to talk about that. Uh, Talking about the Lucas Brothers, men, you know, who are on the show, men who are of principle, men who speak out uh, and always voice their opinion. I'd love to see them talk to Elon. So would I. They're always putting out these deep... Like I know philosophical, philosophical like Instagram. Instagram, yeah, 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 it's yeah. Hilarious. You know they're on some psychedelic shit too. <laughs> totally. Um, but you know, let's talk about this Kaepernick thing. Nike continues to pay Colin Kaepernick over the past however many years, Amen. and then came out a few days ago and said he's the motherfucking face of our 30th anniversary campaign. Just motherfucking do it, even if it means sacrificing it all or whatever it was. In yeah. so many words. Yeah, I don't think the, the motherfucking was there, but everything else. Everything is the motherfucker. Motherfucker is implied. Yeah, motherfucker is implied. Yeah. Motherfucker, what? No, I I have been a Nike guy uh, actually before they started hooking me up, and I just want to say this: I I know that not all these huge companies practice the most, you know, bet the best things like through who's manufacturing the clothing in these third world countries. That that's that's a completely different topic, but though. Also, to win one second, let me say something. Um, that was something that was brought up in the 90s and early 2000s. Nike is a front runner in the world right now in terms of having safe production. You also have to understand, as much as it sounds like I'm trying to sound like a, an evil capitalist myself, if you were to pay producers, people who make shoes in China, 
even $7 US an hour, which is what everyone's saying we should be giving them, you would throw China's economy into fucking turmoil. And China won't let you do that. They have regulations on their pay. So we get mad at Nike. You get mad at companies for that. But I'm not, I'm not that getting mad at anybody. I'm just saying that it's a huge problem amongst that industry. That's oh, all. I was just thing. prefacing. Oh, yeah, I sure. was just prefacing with that. With that, before I get into what. But I'm everything about to say. around us is made by someone who shouldn't be making it, getting paid less than it's supposed to. be. Whatever it is, you know, that's just how but it the, is. The point of what I'm getting to is that uh, Nike is a company that I supported since I was young. Like I never liked Adidas or Puma or Umbro or any of that shit. And <laughs> Nike has. Did, did were y'all rocking like Umbro? Like only when I was I'll playing soccer. Only when I was playing on. like soccer. Really, like. But Nike is a brand that literally from the beginning has forever empowered uh, minorities and and people of color, particularly. Like, well, people with forget, M- they stood by Jordan when yeah. the Jordans were banned from the NBA, and they stayed with them yeah. and paid the fines for him yeah. wearing them. And you know, I mean, it was a shrewd business decision as well. Yeah. But again, they've always been in the corner of people who were kind of maligned. So anybody who plug, doesn't know, a plug right now. If you guys haven't read Phil Knight's. I've heard this. Shoe Dog. Classic. It is a unbelievable fucking book about how to just make it in the yep. business world and how to just keep on sticking through and to, to find what your principles are and to hold on to those things. And I wear Adidas's because they're super comfortable and want to get to the, the Ultra Boost level. I mean, that's the most comfortable shoe you can buy. But as a brand, it, that book made me fuck with Nike more than I had for a while. That these my, shoes are so damn comfortable that I can't get off. My thing is that I fuck with Nike before. They started giving me free shit, and Nike for me is the sickest because they because of moves like this. Uh, so, like anybody who doesn't know, they continued to pay Colin while he was axed from the league, and now then they made him the campaign that the the face of the campaign. So, I mean, my real problem with it is this: is that everyone was fucking with Yeezys when he was with Nike, and then the second that he switched over to Adidas because they didn't give him the deal that he wanted. Everybody, like the dick hoppers that they are, started wearing Adidas. Way cooler looking shoes. I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. The shoes, I've worn them. Myself, I wore the butters because I bought them because I thought I'd be able to resell them for two thousand dollars, but I didn't. But I couldn't. So I so 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 so, so I was just like, whatever. I'll just wear these. I will say this: they are comfortable. (sighs) With that being said. Everyone who jumped ship and like was like Adidas now, Adidas now, Addy, 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 is bitch made. You understand? I am a Nike boy through and through, and it's because I fuck with Nike, and Nike is the OG shit. Nike is the best. Well, People can say whatever about they want about comfort. When you get a Adidas, back pain problem, you go ahead and you put on a pair of Ultra Boosts and you come back and talk to me. Also, what do you mean? Like you can't wear any <laughs> other brand of shoe <laughs> because you support Nike? That doesn't make any fucking I, sense. I, I will say this: um, <laughs> I can't afford. I can't afford. I can't afford to go spend two or three hundred dollars on a pair of Ultra Boosts. I understand. understand. They're a buck eighty six. So what if they started? What if they wanted? They reached out tomorrow. Like, heavy. We want to sponsor you too. I got. I was hitting. My, <laughs> I was hitting a Canadian Adidas guy. So the now other we day. know. So um, now we know. I was this, you're jaded. You're jaded. I'm not though. jaded at all. It seems dog. like they shot I down wore, your, your. No, I you said, wore I the, the butters. Uh, I wore the butters. They uh-huh. were comfortable. Yep. And strictly for the usage of shoes. That doesn't mean I have. That that but that has nothing to do with Kanye, and that does that, that takes nothing away from how diehard Nike I am. Adidas did something. Adidas went ahead and said, "Listen, Nike has really, really kicked it when it comes to taking all athletes." Yeah. And Jordan did a pretty good job with some hip hop artists, but Jordan's a real Jordan centric brand. Adidas said, "Yo." Kanye's the wave. I'm going to give Kanye and everyone on good music one of their own shoes. Yeah, they went lifestyle every, with it. Yeah, they went lifestyle with it. So that 2 chains and Push and all these people got their sneakers, and it took them years. I mean, look, I, I'm, I, I owned every single one of the Kanye Yeezys from, um, from Nike because I ran the sneaker store. I've gone through those shoes. Nike makes a really cool shoe with a lot of tech on it. Adidas just made more comfortable versions of them. And it was that was what the argument came down to is that you can't wear a pair of Red Octobers the same way you can wear a pair of the, the new Yeezys. Just Do you not. fuck with Adidas as a black man? <laughs> of course, of course. What Why is that funny? That's a great well, question. Yeah, here's that's a great question. question. Here's the no. funny thing. Look, look, look. So 
ethically speaking, I, I in my okay. in my research for the movie, I found out the obviously Adidas is a German company started by the two brothers. That's that what did. I'm saying. It's so a German one was the company. Guy who did like Adidas, one was the guy who did Puma, and just like Hugo Boss and every other German company throughout World War II, they did use their factories to produce things that. Technically speaking, probably supported the Nazis, right? Did y'all hear about how there was a mayor in Louisiana oh that boy. banned Nike from coming into their town? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. people who are banning it from their recreation I, facilities. Mayors are saying they can't have them in any. Could you any... imagine disliking black people that much? Imagine that. Okay, I'm just huh? going to say this now, too. <laughs> that much. I've always held back because I'm always afraid of getting, like, you know, kicked out of the country for saying anything bad about Trump. But it has actually come to a point where it's a fucking joke. Anything I read or he says is a joke. I'm not afraid of getting kicked out because I know he's going to get impeached. He won't kick you out because he has such a long line of people he wants, he wants gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't he, respond to white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll just call it fake news. Yeah. Uh, this is all fake podcast. Yeah. But, Never said uh, nothing to Eminem. No, no, no. Yeah. Not one time. Not once, yeah. yeah huh? But I think just like the way that he's reacted to the Nike thing. And, and Nike sales went up 30%. Yeah, of course. Online. Of and course. listen, I'm sure in the back of the, the whole world, Trump probably owns Nike stock. So yeah. the, the, you got to also take into credit that like the dude is a 100% just sitting here letting things happen. He's not a politician. Everything that's happening behind him, all these people. Look, he said he was in the clean the swamp. Whether you meant to or not, I know about more racists in politics now than I did two years ago. I didn't know who these fucking guys were. I didn't know who these evil, evil people were. I was under the idea that we were years, years past where I think we're at now. Right now, I feel like we haven't done anything. Like all the civil rights things we talked about are just completely thrown in the trash. Well, I, what, I, what I think that like most importantly we need to focus on as a humanity is mostly is the environment and banning plastics. But we know before, you hate straws. We know before, you hate straws. Straws are no, it's not so much straws. It's just everything. Before we get into that, I want to talk about drug use. Okay. Okay. Well, Drug what, use. What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like saying, talk Woo, about, yeah! speaking of guitar, Russell Peters. <laughs> well, now I was listening to the podcast. This is what it is to be in the car with Heavy yeah. for longer than 30 minutes. Yeah. If he, he will go get you going on an idea and move on Woo! without any sort of conclusion. Nike. Yeah. Well, because my, my mind's uh, racing. It's my mind's racing. Next thing. So drug Fuck use a. drug use is fucking rampant. Now, as a, as a Mormon growing up, what kind of drugs did, did y'all do? Um, to one time, really the only thing I ever fucked with was one time my friend gave me uh like ten Dramamine pills. Jesus, oh my oh, god! A, in high school, in, in oh my god! I just like wandered around a regular <laughs> job. It was like eighteen hours. Here, huh? I was just fucking out of my mind. Wow. Yes, yes, and you do were. you do you smoke weed now or yeah. Yeah, and like, but do you do uh, on on occasion? I don't do, do you do like psychedelics and that yeah. type of thing? Big yeah. fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mushrooms. mushrooms. Have you had the mushroom cool. chocolates? The yeah, Venice yeah, chocolate I, I had company. This stuff that was like it looked like a Hershey bar. Yeah, like Venice chocolate it. company. What, what would you it say? Looks, the it doesn't drug... even say what it is. It's just literally it's like a little silver or gold wrapper. Yeah, they're the... fire. What they're would you say the drug of choice is for a black man? Weed. Where marijuana? Yeah. yeah. Drug of choice for America. For is America. Weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. For the world. Uh, yeah. Actually, what's your, what's your, okay, wait. But you've you've tried some drugs. Uh, I've done pretty much everything but the intravenous stuff. Yeah. Have you done like Have you done like cow tranquilizers? Horse tranquilizer ketamine, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about that? What about the pill? What, what's that like? Huh? What's, what's it like? like? It's pretty much like being instantaneously blackout drunk. Um, like immediately. Like it, like just just right off rip. It's is like it? just being ten shots, just ripping drunk. Is it a pill or is no? It it's a... a it's a powder form. It's very interesting. It was really popular. Um, I had a buddy in New York who's uh, really being the, like, the the house EDM scene. He's a pretty big DJ, and he was the kid who really put me onto that. Um, interesting drug. Not my. I'm not big into the club drugs, the Molly and the ecstasy and stuff that. That's just not my scene. I like psychedelics, uh, like DMT. Big fan of DMT, big fan of shrooms. But you don't do it consistently. It's all no, moderation. that's all very. Moderation. Well, that's exactly. I think that like you can do drugs, don't let drugs do you. Like I like yeah. everything. For, for example, for example, I have never tried <laughs> cocaine. Really? Never tried MDMA. Never tried acid. I've never tried anything beyond shrooms. That's that's the furthest that I've I. I wouldn't even want to be with you on shrooms. Um, I, yeah, I would say that people don't that, even want to be with me when I'm like you're, sober yeah, or on yeah, weed. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if, I would have thought you had a very very wealthy cocaine dealer. Um, that's because <laughs> I thought you would have just, just living off of you. Uh, people I know you don't think do the I do cocaine. You're high strong sometimes. Yeah, and well, so for sure. It's like, Whoa, no, yeah, 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 like, yeah. And you're very vascular, very veiny. Very, it's just you know, you you're got the kind thing. of vascular. Yeah. 
It's because I'm Vince McMahon will love you. Yeah, it's because he drinks a lot of kombucha. Drinks a lot of lot of bio. But have you have you ever tried anything beyond wheat? Uh, just mushrooms. Mushrooms. Nice. Exactly. mushrooms. I feel like Jews, well, a nice little hike. Jews and blacks have so many similarities. We were both, you know, shunned by the white man, yeah. you know, unmanageable. And hair. then, and then we both, we both Loud love women. weed. Wow. We both love yeah. weed. Yeah. We love fat asses. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. fat asses. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we 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 there's a lot, for quite a lot of similarities. The only problems come into play when you get the like well, the wait wait wait. All you know jokes aside, it was only in the past fifty years that they had this whole. God, no, no wait, wait. You know what I'm thinking about? So deep into these things, that you're gonna say wait, something fucking weird, like no. Bobo the chimp said. Right, you can't get started really <laughs> with him. Um, he'll move on. Right? But if you really <laughs> want to get into, it, I mean, look, it was it was only really post the 1950s when they started recognizing Jews as being part of like the white middle class. Mm-hmm. There was the wasps, and then there was Jews. Yeah, and and they kept themselves very separated. And then, especially in America. And in America right now, anti-Semitism runs high. I mean, I literally, I got kicked out of my first prep school that I went to. I got out there on a football scholarship within a week of getting there. Some kid called me a word that I'm not going to repeat on air, but he said what it. What, a kike? Yeah, and I snapped, and I beat the fuck out him with a football Okay, You helmet. know what? As a Jew, I, I feel comfortable saying that word. I would never say the N-word. Yeah. Ever. I don't no, you feel won't. comfortable yeah. with that <laughs> word. No, but do you know what I mean? Honestly, no? Do you know what I mean? It. Well, that's the funny thing is that there's never, there's no positive connotation for any of those words coming out of the opposite person's mouth. So when you yeah. hear it from a white person, they can say kike, and they feel totally comfortable because it was like he was literally uh, at one I think, point I think, he I was a Jewish person he went from yeah, quoting, I, I, I wouldn't say that yeah but yeah. I, I'm talking about New England extremely puritanical everyone there grew up some form of Christian not even Catholic these are all Christian kids you know what I mean these yeah. are kids who like grew up with no understanding Italian Jews are black and a Mormon. Yeah, hell, you know, Italian kids in New York and Jews are like the same thing. You know, they different yeah. religions, but the exact same thing. <laughs> but I just, you know, you get up to certain parts of America where there's like there aren't. It's like there's no temples in the majority of you know New Hampshire. There's I mean, no one te- Jewish family in Utah. Yeah, so. you know, one Jewish family in Utah. So, uh, and it's still to this day, it's there's a that's the, the the you can say oh that person's being a real Jew right now. And it can go to a white, to a black, to anyone. It's totally fine. I'm gonna move to I'm gonna move to Utah, become the sheriff, and hunt the down one all Jew. those motherfuckers. Oh, what the you can God's which one? <laughs> which one? Um, uh, just all of them. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I never heard that term till high school. It was just all these white dudes, fucking. Oh, yeah, don't be such a J. I was like, what What's the a J? fuck is it? A, a Jew. Jew, son. Oh, a Jew. Yeah. A Jew. yeah, yeah, yeah well, see, yeah, it's yeah. funny for me. I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood where you know, to me. The N word was the closest term of endearment that my friends could call me. Once yeah. that, once we passed that threshold, I knew I was officially that kid's friend. Like, oh my God, Mom Rashad, let me know that I'm boom today. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a great conversation about this on HBO's The Shop. Have you guys seen it yet? With LeBron uh, and no, Gerard I haven't, I haven't and seen it in its dudes. entirety. Oh yeah, it's great. But do they talk about how they 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 call their white their white homies? The they do not talk about that. But uh, Snoop is chiming in talking about how he's he's aware of the programming that exists in us as black men who we really shouldn't say the n-word but it's become such a thing that you know it's it's, it's one a, of the strongest words in the english language it becomes a disarming thing though like and then gerard chimes in about how it's like we as a people shouldn't be able to be triggered so heavily by one word word you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah. if if we can if we allow someone if they can just say that and then we just immediately black out and lose our shit they have a lot of power over us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. his quote was, I, I'm much more concerned with the wording of a contract than anyone using the N-word ah, around me. And, uh, that's I why he's got money. Oh, Gerard is Gerard's a smart man. Gerard's a smart man. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, a lot of artists, to, to, to get serious for a second, like Uh-oh. I, I when I, in 2009, when I first dropped out of school, I was working with Paige and Gian. And there was this white kid from Pittsburgh that was coming to Toronto, and his name was Mac Miller. And I remember, like, I had known his music because all my white Jewish friends loved his music. And I actually commended him because he was, like, this white Jewish kid that was actually rapping and making yeah. music. And it was, like, sick, and I, I was fond of it. <clears throat> I remember I went. I met him. Uh, it was, like, was it a big crit show and smoke Dizza and Mac Miller? I don't know if it was that one or a different one. It might have just been a Mac Miller show. But I just wanted to say, uh, I just wanted to bring it up and, you know, talking about the drug use, uh, be mindful, yeah. you know, of drug use and be careful and, you know, well, know well, where you're getting it. I just want to talk about this. Know where you're getting it from. Yeah. I smoke weed 
and strictly weed, and I, I pretty much always know where it's coming from. Um, you even buy it from the guys who like grow it. Yes. You won't even go to like other shops. You go to the kids who you Yeah, I go I go to the kids who I know who are like actually growing it. You're and, very and neurotic. Who, I'm, I'm very neurotic like that. And I just think that like, you know, it's extremely sad um, you know, yeah. dr- drug what drug use can lead to. Cuz it didn't um, seem like Mac was in a place where he was trying to end it. It seems like just no. a horrible accident. Well, from, yeah. look, the they'll let the toxicology report go out. I'd be surprised He's not stupid either. You yeah, yeah, this yeah. kid's a, he's pretty seasoned with that. Absolutely. It's not like he didn't do these things. But we all knew that he did these things. Um, that's been a part of his his music and a part of his his recovery throughout the different albums. One of the things I love. I mean, I, I, his most not his most most recent, but the second to last album that came out, I think it was like We or whatever it was. That was one of my favorite production and. And the things he was saying, I got them because he never went for the gangster side. He was a backpack rapper at yeah. first, which is what they use for like young kid rappers who weren't talking about anything. But that were hood. But yeah. if you look at where hip hop's at, I mean, look, I'm I've done what I've done, but it's become such an emphasis to be a drug dealer and a drug user and to rob your plug and to do this. Yeah. And it's become so common where redundant. Listen, and, and, and a lot of these rappers will say, "Oh, I don't use these drugs," but if you talk about sipping lean and popping perks and popping bars or smoking blunts I promise you whether it's a white kid in the suburbs or a black kid in the That's hood when he hears that do. music he's gonna go out of his way to do it yeah. Yeah. and you, you don't have access to the same high level drug dealers that rappers do so when you want lean you might get dirty piss lean you might get terrible lean you might get pressed pills which is what could have killed Matt very likely they said he's a seasoned drug user so a lot of these times you have kids dying right now it's not cause they're they don't know what they're doing. Well, it's because they went out and they bought what they thought was a, an Oxycontin. Because Oxycontin's illegal now, they really got fentanyl pressed into Oxycontin form. They dye it. They make carbon copies with something that's 100 times stronger. And mixed with all sorts of other bullshit. Other, other like things. Yeah. These are bathtub like drugs. These are everything that, that our parents used to worry about has become what's popular now. I mean, it was... I'm from right outside of Manhattan. I probably have 20 friends who are either dead or have gone through... Every single level of overdosing, they don't even know where they're at now. Um, those pills are really crazy in this world right now. Well, that's what I'm saying is that in Canada, you know, these pills exist. Well, it's actually, that's not, where it all comes to because the art not, are crazy for it. There's not so much of a craze for prescription pills. And I want to say just drugs in general as there is in the U.S. And I just, I, I plea... For people who are doing drugs, not to stop, but just to just to really be mindful as to where it's coming from. You know, I can't really, I can't, I'm not, I'm no one to say do this, do that. I smoke a lot of weed. Well, weed's one of the things we're trying to use to fight this addiction. I know, issue right I know, now. So and, and I we're just pushing that. But one of the things you get from it is that is. You can't trade one drug for the other. So when people think, oh, well, I'm just going to put something. We do have extremely strong versions of it. You know, we have the extracts now, but it's. It just be be mindful of where you're getting it. Because I've been in so many situations where I've seen people doing Molly or doing Coke, which yeah. are serious fucking drugs, bro. Molly especially. Yeah. You know, these are these are, these are are like, you know, at the festivals, at the Coachella, at the this, at the that, at the Lollapalooza. At the not to sound like an an old Jew, but He's like very old and Jewish. He's at you know, the just Coachella. like this is why the I don't do Coachella. drugs because I I would I would I would love them and I would do them and I wouldn't ask questions and just that's that's the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because well, as you said, like he was a you know it, it, it did seem a little like you know he's seasoned so this is so random just just be very mindful. It's, where it's also you from. you like I said the the main issue you have in this look what just happened with the name, like Demi Lovato, the normalcy of especially and I'll go out there and say it, if. Mac had been another black rapper who had died from an overdose, which happened three times a year. That wasn't a big deal. But all three the rappers that rappers died, died, it was, it was white rappers that were no, dying. No, no, no. Those are the too. ones you get publicized. But you yeah. have these young kids who overdose from these same communities who aren't famous or who aren't as big, and they don't talk about them. So what you have is you have Demi Lovato getting a heroin overdose and her fucking drug dealer being interviewed like he's like he's not a fucking heroin dealer. Yeah. You're a heroin dealer, bro. Any any other form of this drug, if it wasn't the pills, if it was actually powder heroin, he would have been in jail for X number of years. But we're at that weird part in our society where 
you know, there's a fascination with this. We're talking, we are finally talking about the, you know, the, the serious issue this country has. Because it's like, I, I think it's like uh, within the, like the, uh, over 10% of kids our age have an issue with these drugs. Yeah. Well, it, it, part of what is happening is like just that needs to happen. And I think it's slowly coming around is this culture shift instead of, you know, like, oh, you know, these are bad things. You know, there, there's a lot more open, honest conversation about it. Um, whether or not that's helping currently, I don't know, but like, uh, just having the open access, the government is now doing testing with, uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms on, depression. I mean, it's, and I, and I will testify to that. That is a serious, you cannot go ahead and eat an eighth of mushrooms and say it's that, but there is a definite euphoric release from those things. But it's also, like you said, it's dosing. It's knowing where they're coming from. It's because there's still a stigma on them. Half these people who buy mushrooms aren't going to get good mushrooms. You're eating fungus. It has so, to be the right thing. You yeah. know, just, just I think the point is, is just be be mindful. I'm not telling you to stop. Yeah. As uh, with anything, do do your research. Yeah. Know, know what's going into your fucking body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. And... Uh, you know, no judgments. No, no, no judgments. You know, and and it's just, uh, you know, it's just be be mindful of the drugs. And if you are in LA and you want really good weed, you can go check it out. At, um, you know, pretty much all the dispensaries are. You know, I wouldn't call them all legit, but you know, be be mindful. Yeah, ask questions. This has been an epic fucking episode. Uh, I think we covered a lot. Um, you sure did. We really yeah. did, and we finished um, none of them. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean, we really got to. We got <laughs> no, to I think we had part of the interruption where it's just we, like, no, no, no. <laughs> we, we 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 touched on everything that I wanted to touch on, and I think we we dwelled into everything that we needed to. We don't want to hold the listeners here too long. We like to keep our episodes about an hour. Um, I feel like this has been maybe forty-five minutes to an hour. Um, yeah, beyond that. Yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're deep into the hour. Okay, it's all good, well, that's good. That's all good. It felt it felt like thirty-five minutes to me. That's what happens when you're having a good time, Jeff. Very happy to have you. I really want to have you me. back and talk about the Mormon stuff a little more. Like you know? I said, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Yeah. And uh, Chris, obviously, thank you so much for coming in. As per usual, love your Philadelphia shirt. They yeah. picked ECW up where they left off. off. The ropes, baby. They picked up where they left off. The Eagles winning yesterday. It's a, it's a wrestling shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you all see the Green Bay game? It was crazy. I caught the end of it. I couldn't believe the uh, he came nuts. back from his knee injury. Nuts. Rogers did Rob, it. Did you watch? I didn't watch any of the games yesterday. They're okay. down the whole game. Ian, very good Jew, very good guy. Wishing you nothing but the best moving forward, winter screenwriting, and yeah. everything that you're doing. We getting some Thai food right now? Uh, we just might. I have to go downtown, so we'll okay. we'll see. We'll figure okay. it out. Right. We'll blaze and then reassess. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know how we do in this bitch. Um, I'll see you at Croft. I'll be there. Um, Jeff, what's your Instagram? Eight one i n l a. Eight one. 81 I, in L.A. 81 in L.A. not a Hells Angel, though. He's not a Hells Angel. Just a good guy. Got the Hells Angels hair, I'll tell you that much. Chris Burns. Chris I'll, underscore please, always. Always. You can check Chris out on, uh, you know, on one of the shows that he's producing coming up or on the store Horseman, which is a great podcast that's all about the WWE and wrestling, yep, history yeah, of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Ian, I know you're deactivated your Instagram. I'm taking a little break right now, but I'm giant underscore Wilson. I'm just taking a little... Uh, There's a lot of girls that listen to this. You might get some DMs. Reactivate, uh, baby. Yeah, you know. You taking know. the uh, the Elon sabbatical from social media? You know what? <laughs> I honestly, I uh, I I was like checking it so much. I'm fun employed right now, so I sit at home and I screenwrite and I do what I want to do. And yeah. I just found myself just like sitting there looking at the same fucking stories a lot. And I was like, dude, this is. It becomes a commitment. Yeah, now I just check the news a lot. So I'm always just bringing up real depressing macabre shit, but still better. Look for this big motherfucker on a red carpet somewhere for a movie or a TV show that he that he wrote or worked on. Um, Because he will be there. Hardworking guy, good guy. Jeff, wishing you nothing but the best at Croft and moving forward. Chris, I know you got a lot going on. Heavy, you already know what it is. (laughs) You're a legend. One time. We're flourishing. Let's fucking get it. Just cherish your food. And cherish your food. God bless. See you next time. One time.